everybody. Welcome to episode three of Finale Watching. Episode three. Episode three. My name is Nicole Yates. I'm Kevin. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Uh, and this is the podcast where we talk about television show finales. And this episode, we're going to be talking about the Parks and Recreation finale. I always, I always, whenever that we watch that show, I would always stand up and march in place and salute, it, and it you, would make Alana smile. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny because like it definitely the the theme song definitely fits the whole theme of like definitely. government and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I always thought that yeah. was kind of funny. I do the same thing for American Dad, which is also sort of a marchy, salutey kind of song. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know that show is really funny. American Dad is sort of it's really just the unsung pinnacle of Seth MacFarlane's entire career. Yeah, I mean, I love Roger, the yes. alien, yes. and the goldfish cracks me up. Yes. To be honest with you, I could do without the kids. I like Steve. I don't like Haley. I like Steve. Though. Yeah, why does it always have to be like a girl and a boy? Right? Like, why Why can't it just one kid or no kids? Yeah. Actually, that show would probably be even funnier if there were no kids. If there were no kids, yeah. 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 I like Steve, though. I like Steve and I, I like Steve's friends. Yeah. Uh, I like Snot. Yeah. <laughs> um... But uh, actually, like, it's not a lot. It's Curtis Armstrong. Um, Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Oh, yeah. Snot He Booger. played a character named yeah. Booger, and then yeah. he played a character named, named Snot. Sure, why Did not? you know, speaking of animated television shows, mm-hmm. first of all, have you watched Big Mouth? I watched the first season. I haven't seen the second season yet. I just binged, like, the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, it's like I liked it more with every episode. It has, uh, has the second season. I, I think the second season, the season is, it's better in some ways. Uh-huh. Um, the addition of... So the Shame Wizard sh- pops up at the end of the first season. Yeah. And he's played by David Thewlis. Yes. Um, he becomes more major character in the second season. Okay. I don't like him as much. Okay. I understand the need for the character, and I think it's a good idea to have that character. Yeah. And I really like David Thewlis. Is it Thewlis or Thelwis? I don't know. He's more or less playing the same character that he played on Fargo when he was on Fargo. Who do you play on Fargo? He was the creepy guy who took over Ewan McGregor's business. Oh, I only watched like oh, a little okay. bit of that season. Okay. Anyway, I don't love that character, but he is funny and, uh, you know, and it's good. You, but... you know what's funny is that I really like Big Mouth. I really hate Nick Kroll. Here's, here's the thing. I... So I guess maybe it's his stupid face. I went from being pretty anti-Nick Kroll uh-huh. to being, like, okay with Nick Kroll. Uh-huh. And now, like, after Big Mouth, I really like him. Um, but I never watched the Kroll show. I never watched his show on, on Comedy Central. Yeah, it was a lot of him just, like... Just dressing up as different characters. Just, like, with that... He's a fucking... That smile makes me want to smack him. He, he's got that uh, Ricky Gervais... I'm a laugh at my own stuff, kind of bullshit, yeah. which I, I I don't appreciate. Yeah, that's I, why I didn't watch the Comedy Central show because I would always yeah. see the commercials for it, right? And be like, ew. And plus, he dresses a woman all the time, and which Nick, I'm fine with that. Nick Kroll dresses a woman is not nearly as attractive as uh, Jordan Peele dresses a woman. Jordan Peele dressed as a woman is the most attractive man dresses a woman for comedy's sake since Bugs Bunny, I think. But what about Kids in the Hall? No. I mean, they were good. They were funny, but they didn't make me confused. Wow. Yeah. All right, Kev. Yeah. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Peele as a woman is like a weirdly hot woman. Not so with Nick Kroll. Anyway, Nick Kroll. Are we in Wayne's world? Here's no. the <laughs> here's the cool thing about Nick Kroll that not many people remember. 
he played two two separate characters in two separate properties, both of which were named Douche. Well, yeah, he's the douche on Parks and Rec. On Parks and Rec. Or to see the douche on. He played a literal douche in Sausage Party. Oh, I didn't see Sausage Party. Sausage Party's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. That Sausage Party was the corner that I turned on Nick Kroll. Because uh, I didn't know it was Nick Kroll the whole time. And I was like, wait, that was him? He I don't was great. like, I, I guess I just don't like his face. And like, when I heard it was Nick Kroll on yeah. Big Mouth, I didn't watch it. Because I don't like him. Yeah. But then I heard John Mulaney was in it, uh-huh. and I'll watch anything that he's in. And I yeah. even tried to watch his terrible Fox sitcom. Oh, was it called Mulaney? Mulaney. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I tried to watch it, mm. um, but I wasn't home a lot. It was terrible. I know. I feel so bad for him. I do too. Like I, I'm I mean, glad he so came much out of anymore, it. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm glad he came out of it unscathed, though. I mean, it took him a little while. Like that yeah. really, like that dinged him up. Uh-huh. Like if he didn't have stand up. That really would have screwed him bad. Well, it seemed like there was a lot resting on it at the time. Well, yeah. Fox, well, Fox was revving it up to be the next Seinfeld. Yeah. They had Martin Short. Yeah. And then it was just like everything with that show hit some kind of speed bump. Uh-huh. They had problems with the scripts. They had problems with the with the actors. They had problems with the network sticking their fingers in it. It was just like every which way. Mm-hmm. The, the universe was just like... This is not for you. Yeah. But it worked out for what, me. And what, I remember my problem with that show being that it's it seemed to have network executive fingerprints all over it. Like that's exactly it seemed to be what the problem vastly was overproduced. It was overproduced and it was just kind of like, overproduced is definitely a good word for it. Yeah. And I think that, because they were looking at him like, he's a young Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And I think they were probably pushing him a little too close to that. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally you know? right. So yeah. especially, and it was, and it, and it came on in a time where three camera sitcoms were really mm-hmm. not, not hip at all. Yeah. Which also didn't help. Yeah. So, so I don't know. So, uh, so you watched Sabrina? I did watch Sabrina. Yeah. Um, I liked it quite a bit. Uh-huh. I watched it with my lovely wife, Alana, who also liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. She, here's the, here's the problem with my wife. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you the problem with the woman I married. No. Why don't Um, you tell our two listeners? Hello, Cecilia and Patrick. (laughs) uh, No. So uh, she, anything that is even remotely, moderately, mildly Buffy-like, she immediately compares to Buffy and is... But the show's like 20 years old. But it's all, but everything in comparison to Buffy for her and in reality really is always found wanting. Because Buffy's kind of the gold standard for like supernatural sort of drama with comedy and and yeah, like yeah. interpersonal drama. But thrown I mean, in. Buffy had some pretty bad seasons. Buffy had some. First season's not good. Buffy had one bad season. And First season's one, not good. You can't blame the a, college sh- season wasn't good. Uh huh. We're talking about Parks and Rec today, right? Speaking of first bad seasons, <laughs> oh, yeah, otherwise I, amazing I, shows. I'm not going to argue about that. Season six, season four. I like season four a lot. Wait, which was season four? Season four is the college season with Adam as the as the big bad. Um, it's where they introduce Riley. Yeah. I like Riley. Right. Fuck you, everybody. Whatever. I like Riley. Get out season of here. six is bad. Season six is like just which one is that? That's the one where Willow uh, like becomes Dark Willow. Oh yeah. But uh, well, that was when they were also having uh, network issues. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, that was their first season away from Fox. Right. Um. Well, uh, WB. WB. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, while Alana 
while it couldn't measure up to Buffy, but what can, uh, she liked it a lot too. I liked it. I had, I had specific issues with it. Okay. They shot, the way that they shoot these cable shows, or not cable shows, uh, streaming shows, I should say, is they shoot them in a way called block shooting. Mm. So that if you have four different car chase scenes... You shoot them all at once. You even shoot if they're all, spread out. You shoot them all like within like a day. Even if they're spread out across five episodes. Yeah. And yeah. then like you want to shoot all of your scenes in the kitchen. And then mm-hmm. you want to shoot all your scenes uh, at the high school. Mm-hmm. And while financially it yes. makes sense, kind of, creatively I feel like it sometimes makes things feel a little bit clunky. You need good actors. You need good actors, but even even the act it's not even so much the actors. And here's my point with that. Hilda? Yeah. The fat aunt? Yes. Right? Lucy Lucy Davis. Lucy Davis. From the office. Who and Wonder Woman. Yes. And I enjoy her. She's great. She was, I thought, the star of the Shaun of the Dead. You know, really funny, very good. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they were doing with her makeup. Uh Uh-huh. But it was so wildly different yeah. from... I, I can't even really explain it. No, it, I see. I re, Yeah. Because she goes from like looking fine to looking almost orange. Yeah. And then it, it just... I don't know what they were doing. And that's that's a whole crew issue. Uh-huh. And I don't... I don't like it. And it just bothers me. Well, yeah. Well, you can say that's a direct result of... Of... Uh, uh, What's it called again? You mentioned it just a second ago. Block shooting? But yeah. That like, you know, somebody's, the way somebody looks from scene to scene yeah. is going to be wildly different. Right. And it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense because yeah. it goes from, she was looking like orange, like Donald Trump orange yeah. to like looking fine in another scene that's not in the kitchen. And then even the kitchen scenes, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what. What happened there? I don't know if they changed uh, hair and makeup people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what the problem... Like, what caused that problem, but yeah. it was distractingly obvious, mm-hmm. and it bothered me. I thought that... There, there was a few issues I had with that. Um, it, it was a little bit predictable with the whole, like, Sabrina, we're telling you not to do this, and now she's going to run off and do it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little bit predictable. Yeah. And uh, they probably could have, like... Some of the episodes could have been written a little better. Okay. Like, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, you mean, that, like, the episode where they uh, they reanimated um, the one weird sister? Yeah. After sacrificing her? Yeah. And also, too, just the way that they did the whole thing with the with Harvey's brother. I thought... It was just clunky. Yeah. Like, uh, there were some of, the, some of the episodes that I thought maybe mm-hmm. it could have... Could have been ironed out a little more. Yeah. Um, also, too, did you notice like the blurry edges? That was a that was a. I mean, mo- I, know, I know that's a stylistic thing, but it like... was a stylistic thing at first. When I like in the first few episodes, I was like, "Oh, okay." Every time there's magic happening, mm-hmm. or every time there's magic at play somehow, or like whatever they use, whether it's magic or devil power or whatever, like that's the indicator that there's something magic going on in the scene. And there are actually mm-hmm. a couple of scenes where you can tell that something's going to happen and it's kind of revealed that there's something magical happening. Mm-hmm. And you can tell ahead of time because um, because you can see that tilt shift uh, uh, thing that they're doing. Right. Um, the scene where uh, fucking Bronson Pinchot as the principal... He was great as the principal. He was great. There's a scene where, spoiler alert, uh, there's a scene where he uh, is being possessed yeah. by Satan. Right. Um, and I could sense that was coming. 
because they were shooting it that way. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how consistent that was uh-huh. throughout the whole like series, but uh-huh. you know, I, I thought it was fine. It was a little. It was a little consistent. I did like the the fun little Easter eggs in there. Mm-hmm. Did you, I sent you a text and you never wrote me back? Did you catch the Rosemary's Baby oh, thing? No, I don't remember that. In the very beginning, yeah. When the when the teacher lady is in the car, yeah. with the hitch, with the with the girl in the road, yeah. And she said, "We're gonna get you home, and I'm gonna call Doctor Saperstein and have him come over and see you." And That's I was awesome. like, in my head, it was like ding 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 ding. Yeah. And then uh, when the possessed uncle, Uncle uh-huh. Jesse, was strapped to the bed, yeah. when he's yelling at them, yeah. did you notice at, like he's yelling at them, and then he says something, and then he goes, how rude, and he puts his head down. Because he's Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Nice. So I, I thought I that didn't... was like a funny little full house Easter egg there. Yeah. The um, Dr. Saperstein thing, I, that's, I, I'm ashamed of myself for not getting that. Well, I mean... <sighs> Yeah. What are you gonna do? You know, uh, it's it, it was kind of quick, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, and I think I sent you a text like immediately. Yeah. And then you didn't write me back. I'm sorry. Um, whatever. But, and I also didn't like the very end. Uh, there's spoilers if you didn't listen. You might want to fast forward a couple of minutes. But I didn't like the very end. She spends the whole the whole first the all of the episodes uh-huh. not wanting to sign her name in the book. Yeah. Wanting to like keep her freedom, uh-huh. and then at the very end, she just she just does it. She just yeah. does it. Yeah. And you know, I read an I read a little interview, and she was like, "Well, you know, what if she was, you know, still playing the game, and she wants to play it from the other side?" Yeah. But like I I don't. Yeah, I mean, like you know, look, the theme of the show is like just like Buffy, it's like growing up and you know, learning to sort of, like, become an adult and accept your place in the world. I suppose, but the way I was kind of thinking it was going to go, and I looked at the way I sort of wish it would have went, was that, like, she was going to the school on the weekends or whatever she was doing, and and then maybe trying out the magic and stuff at home. Yeah. That would have worked for me. Yeah. But introducing this... I didn't read the comics. I read the original comics. I didn't read the the new ones. Yeah. Um, which apparently never come out. But, um, I, I read some of them. I didn't love them. Yeah. And to introduce that, the witch school. Yeah. But then also have the high school. Like, it's it's like you're painting yourself into, the, into a corner. Yeah. Because your friends go to that school and now they all know that she's a witch. And I never quite understood the mechanics of her day. Like, I, does she I, go to regular high school in the morning and then go to witch I, school in the afternoon? I think she goes like, like, on like once a month or okay. ever, if she goes to the witch school, she'll take, take, she has to take the train because I think they're in like, cause Riverdale, cause it's like kind of like a town over town or yeah. two over from Riverdale. Yeah. And that's supposed to be like Hudson Valley. Okay. So she would have to take a train from Hudson Valley to Connecticut okay. where they said that that witch school is, which is not like, no, that's not, not close. So, um, that would probably take a while. You couldn't do that every day. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure they just did some kind of spell to like them. So they're like, Oh, no problem. They use the flu network. Oh, the flu network. Yes. All right. So we should talk about parks and rec about parks and recreation. Yeah. All right. Parks and recreation, the finale written by Amy Poehler and Mike Shore. Yeah. And, uh, produced, or sorry, not produced, uh, directed by Michael Shore. And, uh, before we get into it, season seven yeah. jumps ahead three years into the future. Yes. Which I thought was a really interesting thing to do. Which at the time was 2017, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write the current year, but yeah, I believe it said, mm-hmm. yeah, because then, because it goes, 
all the different years that they show is 2017, 2019, 2022, 22, yeah. uh, 2024. Mm-hmm. So in the cold open, well, okay, before we get into the cold open, let's catch everybody up. Okay, so the whole gang... The world is run by apes. The world... Damn you, dirty ape. Yeah. Um, uh, Leslie is taking a job uh, for it to work for the Department of the Interior. Correct. So her and Ben are moving to D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's his face? Um, well, Ben's in, Ben's in Congress now. That's right. right. Yes. And then Andy uh-huh. and April. April are moving to D.C. because... She's running a uh, she's running a nonprofit. Right. I forget what Andy's doing. Is he still... Johnny he's, Karate? Yeah, he's still doing the Johnny Karate okay. show. They didn't care where he okay. filmed it. So, like, they didn't care where he filmed it as long as he still did it. So yeah. he's doing that. And then Ron is quitting to open up his own thing. The very good... Very uh, good construction yeah, company. Uh-huh. Uh, Donna his... married... Keegan-Michael Ma- Key. Keegan-Michael Key. And he, she's moving to Seattle. Uh-huh. And Larry slash Jerry... Is mayor. Slash Gary. Gary is mayor. And yeah. oh my God, I watched the next to last episode. Yeah. How did I miss that Bill Murray was the was the mayor? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I guess mayor I must Gunderson, have missed yeah. that episode. And I was just like, Bill Murray. You yeah. can't see me, people at home, but I'm pointing. Bill Murray. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty cool. And I think that's everybody, right? That is... Uh, oh, and Tom has his bistro. Tom, yeah. And John Ralphio as well is still John Ralphio. And, uh, oh, and, and uh, Billy Eichner. Oh, yeah. And Billy Eichner is going to take over because uh-huh. he's coming over from Eagleton, right? Because yes. the town's merged. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. So... So when you so when we open for the final episode, yeah. Leslie's having one of her patented talks. Yes. Uh, about you know how everybody's going to be leaving. Well, everybody's leaving, so she's giving a retrospective journey through our past, and uh, it's their last day together. You know they're giving they're, they're razzing her about it. You yeah. know, can't we just cut to the point? And um, guy walks in and says, you know, oh, there's this swing that's been broken for a couple months. Can you fix it? Mm. And. Donna's like, well, well, we actually don't work here anymore. I'll come back in a couple hours. Yeah. And he was, and the guy was like, fine. And Leslie's like, no, this is going to be like our last hurrah. And that's sort of the, the through line. That's the mechanic of the show, the, uh, uh, the, the yeah. conceit, yeah. Through the whole episode. What's great about that, about when they want to leave, is April says, can't we just say job well done and shake hands? And Ron immediately agrees. <laughs> yeah, and it's just such a nice moment about like how the two of them have always been sort of on the same page in that regard. <laughs> the best was um, when Leslie was like, uh, I have a song that means... Uh, uh, what do they call him now? They're calling him Gary? Gary, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, that me and Gary are going to sing. And then they cut her off. But then like right at the very end of that scene... He comes out dressed like a coffee pot, singing yeah. a little song, and Tom's like, "You're mayor now. Have some dignity." <laughs> so uh, one thing yeah. about this show that always bugged me is that they're always so mean to him. Mm-hmm. Why? He's so nice. Uh, he is. He is very nice, and like that is. I mean, they're sort of nicer to him in the end, and they there are moments of like being nice to him. Yeah. Where they sort of learn their lesson, but not really though. It still <laughs> kind of keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's the. It's the. Um, uh, it's the Chuck Loriest thing about that show. I, I think it might be that, like, maybe they don't want to make everybody so nice. Yeah. Yeah. They want to make them a little Like, they, ha- they all have... Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I but I do like that um, uh, uh, he comes up with some idea. I forget what he says. And Leslie says, great idea, Gary. Ten points for Hufflepuff. Yes! I actually had that written down in my notes, and I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. Gary being definitely... a Hufflepuff is, like, he's... Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> So then, uh, uh, then you know, then it's the credits, and Leslie 
says, you know, well, what, what's our first thing that we have to do? Oh, mm-hmm. and that that's when Gary says we have to fill out the form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donna has the book. Thanks, it, form the memories. Yeah. <laughs> and then we start to find out how exactly they're going to, like, run the episode mm-hmm. when she hugs Donna. And then we flash forward to Donna in Seattle. Uh, she's selling crazy real estate. Yeah. But her husband is a math teacher, and oh. they have apparently cut math. That was a, that would have been a dream of mine as a high school kid. <laughs> oh, no more math, sweet. And then she calls April on her on her like wrist phone. Yeah. And uh, she, but she calls her dial Satan's niece. Yes. <laughs> it's April. Then April comes to the house, and that's when they pitch to the husband. Uh, what's his name? Um. Keegan Michael Key's character's name is, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, me either. I'm gonna call him Don, but I don't think that's right. It's not Don. Um, but Don but, is okay. But they they set up a foundation called Teach Yourself. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of uh-huh. kind of cute, and uh, and that becomes the nonprofit that, yeah. she, that she deals with, and then uh, the, the next flash forward is Leslie saying goodbye to Billy Eichner. Yeah. And Craig. Um, who marries Typhoon? He marries Typhoon, who is uh, the barber. Yes. Um. And if I didn't watch like three episodes before this finale, I never you would have remember that. Typhoon. I, I no half yeah. of this. I haven't watched this last episode in a while, so it was like yeah, Typhoon was a late edition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the best. Well, first of all, Billy Eichner is kind of a crooner. Yeah, you know he's crooning in uh-huh. the restaurant. Yeah, and then and then uh, the last scene of him and Typhoon is when they're at their at little anniversary thing, and he's like, "Do you have any any regrets?" Yeah. And Typhoon's like, no, do you? And he's like, ah, thousands. <laughs> starting with the, with this trout. Is yeah, it starting trout? with this, most recently, this oh, yeah. trout. <laughs> yeah. And they're on this weird, like, underwater submarine uh-huh. cruise from the future. Yeah. And yeah, it's. You know what, what I what I loved about this episode? Part of what I loved about this episode is that it takes place in the future yes. and it's just subtly different. Yes. I wrote down a bunch of them. Um, the Space Haystack. Around the Space Needle yeah. in You can barely see the needle. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, there is now a middle Korea. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, the country has run out of beef. Yeah. Yes. And, oh, and, oh, and there's camera drones. There's a bunch of camera drones floating around at, at a funeral they're at. Oh, I didn't even notice Later. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. All right. So so April and Leslie go to the fourth fourth floor. Yeah. And, and he's like shotgun. And like he can't call shotgun in an elevator. And he's like, fun. I get to press all the buttons. I call it. Um, you know what's weird about me and Chris Pratt is that, like, he was funnier when he was fat. Oh. He was... Yes. Before he got buff. Well, yes. Um, he would... Look, Andy will always be his best role, I think. Yeah? I think so. I mean, like, I like him a lot, and he's done other roles that I've liked, but Andy Mm -hmm. will always be his best role. Because Andy... People describe Andy and April as if a dog married a cat. You know? Um, and like, Andy's like, he, you know, he's a big golden retriever and he's right. awesome. Right. And no, uh, no star Lord or, uh, or whoever the hell he plays in Jurassic Park. Um, uh, I don't can, know. Can I compare. You know, I've never seen those movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. No, tr- <laughs> I don't know what you do with your time. Um, so the flash forward for Andy and April, yeah. we flash forward to 2022. Yeah. And they're role playing, uh, Janet Snakehole and Burt Macklin uh-huh. on Halloween. Yeah. And, uh, Andy really wants kids. You know, they, they open the door and yeah. he's so into Halloween and like, he'd be a great dad. Oh yeah. Like just like the fun, he'd be like the fun dad uh-huh. that like everybody would want to come over yeah. and, and how we mentioned how he wants to wrestle all three of, yep. of their kids all at the same time. Yeah. And Leslie is Sandra D. O- dressed up as Sandra D. O'Connor. 
and the two of them don't know who either one of those people are, which is great. But my favorite part is Ben as the lamp, the lamp lighter. lighter. Because From Cones of Dunshire. <laughs> Co- the, the Cones of Dunshire sequel, Cones of Dunshire, Winds of Tremora. <laughs> I love that they dig on board games in that show. It's such a, like, it's... It's such a bizarre choice of, like, a subculture to sort of dig at, yeah. but they get everything so right. Yeah. You know? Because um, I play a lot of board games, and I used to work for a company that was all about board games. Right. And, oh my god, like, that is just brilliant. brilliant I had a, I feel like I had a Cones of Dunshire shirt for a little while. Nice. Um, I know, I do have a Welcome to Pawnee shirt, and uh-huh. in all the letters, there's little things, and there are cones of Dunshire yeah. in one of the things. Nice. Uh-huh. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And uh, and I love how whenever he talks about it, people just sort of roll their eyes. Oh, when, uh-huh. he's, when he said that uh, with a board game player magazine called it punishingly intricate. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so Andy really, really wants kids. Yeah. Um, and then they talk, and then one year later... So it should be 2023. Uh, they have a baby mm-hmm. that's delivered by Henry Winkler. And what song does April listen to while she's having her baby? Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Here's a question I've been having. I've been sort of dealing with on uh, Facebook recently because a yeah. friend posted it. Is the Monster Mash a song or a dance? It's a dance. It's a dance. They did the Monster Mash. It's a dance. It was is... a graveyard smash. It's a dance. It says it in the song. Yes, it is a dance. That later in the song inspires a song. What? So, okay. In the beginning of the song, it's a dance, right? There's like a flash mob and there's a dance. And then there's a a, graveyard smash. But then there's a band that shows up. I forget what the name of the band is. It's like Dracula and the something or something like that. And they start playing the song, the monster mash. So it's both. Because well, the lyrics at the end of the song change to they change from they did the mash to they played the mash. Yeah. So it's both. Well, yeah, because back in the day you had like the twist, which was a dance yeah. and also a song uh-huh. and also like the Watusi yeah, yeah, and like yeah. so it was kind of like it was supposed to be something like that. Uh-huh. So that makes sense. Yeah. They played the monster mash. The yeah. monster mash. Don't sue me. Yeah, so they have the baby. Yeah. They gave him a giant name, but they call him Jack, which yeah. is cute because that's the name of Chris Pratt's son is Jack. Aw. So um, I think that was like a, I think that might have been a little like nod to that. Yeah. Um, So Tom and Leslie drop off the form. Yeah. And here comes John Raphael. John Raphael. Yay. <laughs> he says to Leslie, he says, can I have one of your shoes? Don't worry. It's not for anything weird. It's just a fetish I have. <laughs> Which is awesome. Oh, man. What, like, did they actually write lines for him, or did he just, like, totally That's a good question. That? Yeah. Um, but, uh... I wouldn't be surprised if there was some improv, at least in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, John Raffio, he fakes his he, death. Yeah. And him and his sister behind the tree. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna open a casino in... Tajikistan. Tajikistan. <laughs> and then the, the rabbi's like, John Raphael, and like starts chasing yeah. him. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, and the best is, let us listen to one of his favorite songs, Bend Over by Little John, featuring Tigger. Uh, John Raphael's sister, Mona Lisa, also on Big Mouth. Yes. Yes. Jenny Slate. And as Leslie's walking away from him, yeah. he says, Leslie, I've always loved you. And he says, I know. And then he does like that, like 80s, yeah. just pumping the air. <laughs> he's so happy that he's older. 
Um, so the office is closed. They always they forgot that the office is always closed on yeah. Fridays. Uh, so they flash forward to Tom. This is Tom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tom, twenty nineteen. Uh huh. So he's having his meeting right after he gives right after he gives Billy Billy Eichner the glass of wine yeah. and and the guy's card, mm-hmm. um, Typhoon's card. He goes back into the meeting. Yeah. And the be- I love how like nobody takes Ben seriously. Uh huh. Like, I'm a up- senator. Yeah. He's like accounting nerd. He's like I'm a senator. Yeah. Could you at least call me Ben? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. But then, and then he's like, I really think that you can make more money if you put calzones on the menu. <laughs> Oh. What is the problem with these people in calzones? Calzones are tasty. Yeah, calzones. Imagine, okay, here's the thing. I'm not saying calzones are bad. They're good. Calzones are good. Imagine if you lived I in a world. I prefer stromboli, but I like calzones. Oh, I prefer stromboli too. There's no question about it. My yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Um, imagine if you lived in a world where there were only calzones, uh-huh. and then somebody gave you a slice of pizza. You'd be like, oh my God, this is so much better. I don't know. The problem is most places where you can get calzones, you can also get pizza. And why would you get a calzone if you can get a pizza instead? If you just wanted a lot of cheese. And a lot of dough. There, Calzones don't have that much dough. I've and you ne- could put a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, you could put a lot of stuff in a pizza. Yeah, but you get more... Look, calzones are fine. Like they're, they're good. They're it's fine. Not, it's not they're like fine. it's not like he he loves like fried asparagus or something weird like that. You yeah. know, like I like fried asparagus. Shut up, <laughs> fried asparagus. It's good. Gross. Foul, like tempura asparagus. Foul weed. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, so it so there's gonna be twenty Tom's bistros. Yeah. Which fail. fail. Yeah, yeah. And he's watching the documentary about it. Yeah. And his wife, uh, played by um, uh, Natalie Morales. Morales, yeah, comes out. She, she says, why are you watching this? And he says, it's a whole documentary about my failures. And she says, that you made. But I had to sell <laughs> my pocket square collection. Who would have predicted Where are people's eyes going to be drawn? <laughs> Who would have predicted that the country would have run, run out, out of meat? Beef. Yeah. Um, so, he, so he ends up writing a self-help book. Yeah. Tommy's Bistro. So, so uh, point of order. Tommy's Bistro is uh, right, right, not right around the corner from my apartment, but definitely walking distance. Oh, really? Yeah. It is, um, it is actually a build, uh, a, a restaurant called Delancey. Oh. It's a pizza place. Huh. It's good, not great. Uh-huh. Better than good, not quite great. Uh-huh. Decent beer selection. Uh-huh. Better wine selection. Uh, and they have some okay pizza. But yeah, so, um... When they first, the first episode where, where Tom is looking for a place to turn into Tommy's Bistro, uh-huh. the place that they shoot in is Delancey's. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and there's like an exterior shot of it too. Huh. Uh, and so... Yeah, there is there is the exterior shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they sort of modified, like, you know, I guess what they did was they shot, I think they shot in there for the first time you actually see it. Uh-huh. And then for subsequent episodes, they just, you know, they just build a set based on what Delancey sort of looks like. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. That, that would be really They're not going to keep shooting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Good to know. Sunset and uh, Tamarind. Tamarind? Yeah. We were just talking just like about Tamarind. Candy. So, but uh, it, what's great is that when... Tom does his uh, inspirational speaking about his book. He talks about how in the book you can be all these different people. Yeah. That is fine, but you don't want to be a Gary. A Gary. A Gary and yeah. then shoot to Gary in the crowd. He's like, oh, he's, he's talking, talking about, about me. me. Like, I just love him. I love him. So mean. Um, 
So they end up going to see Gary, yeah. who is the mayor, to get uh-huh. him to open the office. And then we get the flash forward to Gary slash Jerry. There's no date, which I find interesting because, okay, we see what happened to Gary. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he has a, There's a massive writing campaign. He ends up being mayor uh-huh. 10 times over. So he's mayor for, what, 40 years? Yeah, he's okay. sworn in by Brandy Max. <laughs> Me, Brandy Max, who's appeared in 11,000 <laughs> adult movies this year. Like, yikes. Um, and then they fast forward to basically the end of his life mm. where he's surrounded by his whole family that they're all wearing shirts that say, I love my pop up. Yeah. And he's wearing a shirt. I don't know if you noticed that that says, kiss me. I'm a pop up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he's married to Christy Brinkley, who still looks exactly the same. Right. And, and Ben says, she looks great. <laughs> and, and, uh, Leslie's like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the funeral that all the, uh, hovering, oh. uh, camera drones are. Well, if you notice, then they get a tap on the shoulder from Secret Service guys yes. who say it's time to go. Uh-huh. So, yeah, foreshadowing. And, and foreshadowing, and there's another piece of that too later on. Mm. Um, but we'll get to that. Anyway, he dies on his hundredth birthday, <coughs> and they give him the twenty-one stamp. The uh, the the notaries. Notary yeah. twenty-one stamp salute. I actually laughed out loud yeah. at that one. Yeah. I thought that. Let was me clever. say the old person makeup in this episode mm-hmm. is actually really good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought so. Typhoon looked great. Uh-huh. Jerry looked great. Yeah. Billy Eichner, not so much, but... Um, so then they then they flash forward to, like, what, what was the president at that time, and Ron's fixing the swing, and <laughs> Leslie's pitching an article to the writer that to says... To Shauna, yeah. Yeah, to how about, still swinging, Park's gang gets together for one last bang, and she's like... <laughs> Which she's always doing. <laughs> like, every time she, like, gets interviewed by Shauna, she's, like, pitching her the headline. Uh-huh. And I'll always remember one from, like, way earlier in the show, in, in, in the, the show's run. Uh, gazebo? More like Gazoinksbo. Because <laughs> there's this gazebo controversy. <laughs> yeah. And Shauna's like, can you just, like, answer the question rather than write my headlines for me? So then we, we flash forward to Ron, 2022. Ron. Who is sitting in his board meeting for a very good building and development, and resigns. Uh huh. And he goes to see Leslie, and doesn't <laughs> says know goodbye to the two guys who are his brothers. Uh, oh, they were his brothers. You find out in an earlier episode that they're his brothers, but it's never mentioned again, like deliberately. Oh. And like he doesn't tell them that they're his brothers. They sort of figure it out, and they're like, "Are these your brothers?" And he, he Ron, like doesn't want to say anything because you know he's so private. He's like, I, I've already oh. said said too much. Yeah. Oh, that explains why they have all the matching mustaches. Yes. Uh-huh. And Vess is like when the one guy at the end, I guess the younger brother, yeah, gets yeah. up and he's like, "It was a pleasure working with you," and he's like, "Control your <laughs> control your emotions. You're embarrassing yourself." <laughs> he yeah. just Walks out. So then he goes to see Leslie, and I get, I thought, I thought I read somewhere that Lucy Lawless couldn't. She okay. was shooting something and she couldn't make That's it. That's a shame. Yeah. Because that would have been nice. Uh-huh. Because uh, through the whole thing, I was like, "Are they still together?" Yeah. Like I don't remember them breaking up. Yeah. But we do get the actor who play. I I don't know the actor's name. He plays Kevin, who is a uh, 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 Captain Holt's brother on a uh, brother husband on um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh-huh. He's the lawyer. He's the uh, uh, he's the lawyer for the very good building company. Oh well, he's also on the Good Place. And he's, he's also Sean, on the Good Place. On the Good yeah. Place, and mm-hmm. they and they have a great podcast. The I'm good, not surprised. The good, the good place. Yeah, he hosts yeah. the he hosts the Good Place podcast. Okay. Oh, it's a, great. A Michael Shore show. Yeah, yeah. Michael Shore is a. I mean, I thought his work on Parks and Rec was great. Yeah. But like the Good Place is obviously showing that he's quite. That's his. He's a genius. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Scary Genius. Yeah. He's a producer on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well, right? Yeah. I don't really watch that, though. Oh, it's really... it's. I tried watching it, and, like, I kind of liked it, but I just, it never really grabbed me. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is, like, just philosophically, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is to police work mm-hmm. what, uh, what Parks and Rec is to government work. I get it. I get it. And yeah. I got what they were trying to do, but I just... I don't know. It just... It never... I don't know. I yeah. should love it. Yeah. It's got everything in it that I love in, yeah. in, in life, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I just didn't, never really got into it. But anyway, uh, so he, <laughs> so Ben says, uh, oh, your kid, it's going to cost a fortune for your kid to go to Stanford. So did you do what I said about the money? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I sold some of my gold and I diversified and he became a majority stockholder in, in uh, Lagavulin. Lagavulin. I can never the say story, it right. Yeah. yeah. Which is hilarious. That's yeah. for those of you who don't know what that is. That's like the best scotch in the world. Yeah. Um, well, so not the best, but one of the best. It's it's like number two. Okay. You know, it's like, no Pappy Van Winkles. I don't know. I've never had Pappy Van Winkles. I have had Lagavulin. I like it a lot. It well, yeah. I think they're. I don't. I don't think that Pappy's like the number one, but I think that like it's like. I think Pappy is the most sought after. Yeah, because you, they don't. They only make it every nineteen yeah. years. Yeah. Whereas the Lagavulin, they make it. A little more often than that. The Goblin is delicious. That's what I hear. Yeah. But I don't have that kind of money. So. <laughs> I've only had like, I've had it at like tastings. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a big, I don't really like scotch that much. Yeah. Yeah. But um, for something like that, I would obviously give it a shot. Scotch is such that you have to develop a taste for the cheap stuff. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know? Mm. Because, so, you know, so you gotta like, you gotta not be a snob about it because otherwise you're not gonna be able to drink scotch because you can't spend the money on it. I mean, I, I mean, so you I've, I've sat for at, doers. I mean, I've sat at the bar and like drank the cutty. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The doers, hey man, no, sh- no shame in it. But I, I would rather, I'd rather just have like a, like a seven and seven or like a Canadian mist. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where I come from. So. Um, anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, so Leslie offers Ron run of the Pawnee National Park. You know, he, they, he comes up with all kinds of different reasons not to do it. And then when he finally does, he's smiling in the canoe as he's paddling away. And I wouldn't be surprised if he in real life hadn't actually made that canoe. Made that canoe. Yeah. Uh huh. Because he Um, he still does that. He still does the woodworking stuff and he has a website. You can buy his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. I think that's awesome. I wonder if it's. Wonder if he's raised his prices since he became famous. Uh, no, the prices seemed reasonable for what they were. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like really nice stuff. Yeah, we have a so Carrie Byron, who used to be on MythBusters, uh-huh. back when MythBusters was a thing. Uh huh. Um, she makes jewelry. Uh huh. And I got Alana for her birthday one year a piece of Carrie Byron jewelry. Oh. And it was remarkably affordable. You know, I mean, it was just like resin and like some gears that she had found that she like turned into. So it wasn't like it was made of like precious metals or anything. Right. But for someone who could probably charge a lot just because of her name, hmm. she did not. So it was I'd probably imagine... just like a side thing where, you know, you start charging too much money and then people start complaining. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, so then we get to flash forward to uh, Leslie and Ben mm-hmm. in 2025 mm-hmm. where they are at dinner at the Biden's. Yes. Jill Biden has such an accent. She's oh so tan. Yeah. Are these, are these people ever, like, think about skin cancer? I mean, she's she's like a shoe. Yeah. Very she's, tan. She's really... I've always had sort of a thing for Jill Biden. Why? Because she's a gorgeous woman. You think? And she's... Yeah. She's and too she's, much teeth. 
She's smart. She's married to one of the most popular political figures in the country. Mm. I, I'm like, I'm like. She, so she clearly has good taste in men. You know who else is a looker? Joe Biden. Are you kidding me? Joe Biden is probably the most handsome man in the Democratic Party. I guess. I mean, I haven't seen all the guys, so I don't really know. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I, I have like a weird issue with Joe Biden and I remember when he got nailed for plagiarism. Yeah. And I can't seem to let that go. Oh. And I should. Yeah. I mean, if he ran for president, I'd probably vote for him. Yeah. Because who all the fuck else am I going to vote for? But um, that bugs me. I'm a weird person. I mean, I won't, I won't vote for him in the primary, but I will vote for him right. That's in what the I general. Mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was like, if he was the dude mm-hmm. to go up against whatever, like, yeah. I, I would vote for him, obviously. But, yeah. you know. He'd be my third choice in the primary, probably. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's not drag our politics into our finale watching. If you don't <laughs> vote for fucking Bernie Sanders, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so while they're at dinner at the Bidens, mm-hmm. uh, of, of which apparently uh, Leslie really, really likes to play charades. Charades, yeah. the last time she was there, she played for three and a half hours, yeah. which is nuts. But they both, both her and Bank get uh, approached to mm-hmm. run for governor of Indiana. By two different people. By two different people. So One they, of whom is... Uh... What's Jen. her name? Uh, uh, Jen, who's played by um, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, but you don't, you don't like her. I like Catherine Hahn. She's great in that role. She needs to stop stop being in so many goddamn movies and TV shows all the time. <laughs> don't work so much, Catherine Hahn. Exactly. I mean, I look, I like her a lot. It's just yeah. calm down. Take fewer roles. Hey, man, you got to get while the getting's good. Don't you never know. You thin. never know when that heat's gonna like. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, you're go right. down. So you gotta... she is really good though. She's she's excellent, and she was great on that show. She was really good on Crossing Jordan, and I'll say that every time. That's the first... That was, like, her, her sort of big break, right? Crossing yeah, Jordan? Yeah, but, I mean, she didn't do a whole lot after that. There was, like, a big gap, I think. Oh, was there? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that show was... I was in She's been in a lot of indie movies. Huh? She's been in a lot of, like, sort of small-scale indie movies. Yeah, but, too. I mean, that... Crossing Jordan was on when I was in high school. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cro- you're my age, right? Yeah. Crossing Jordan was on... There we go. After we graduated from college. No. It started in like the late 90s. All right. There we go. Anyway. Um, you speak and I will look. Leslie says, when she is offered the opportunity to run for governor, she says, someone's been reading my kindergarten dream journal, which comes back later. Right. But it's also peak Leslie is yes. realizing it when she's in kindergarten that she just not like, you know, if you're in kindergarten, here's what's cool about Leslie. If you're in kindergarten... And you want to be in politics when you grow up? You're like, I want to be president. Right. Nobody says, I want to be the governor of Indiana. That's true. So what have you learned about Crossing Jordan? Oh, that Uh uh, season Uh one was in 2002. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Actually, 2001. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't go out a lot. So, um... However, we can both agree that Crossing Jordan is a great show. Yeah, great show. Great show. Um... Jill Hennessy. What happened to Jill Hennessy? She does movies every once in a while. Uh, this is not me. This is my lovely wife, Alana, saying this. It's her idea, but I, I proudly endorse it. She should have, at some point in her life, played Lois Lane. <sighs> yes. Maybe. I don't know. Someday I'll She's tell you. She's no Terry Hatcher. Someday I'll tell you about They're my... real and they're spectacular. Yes. So. Someday I'll tell you my, my black Superman cast. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So they both get approached to run for governor of Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, they do a pros and cons thing, yeah. right? And then the best was, you think that they're going to be like, uh, one of them says to the other, all right, are you ready? And so you think that they're like ready to make a decision or something, yeah. and then they end up just calling the kids for dinner who yeah. come down and just take food and run away with it, which yeah. 
honestly, if I did that when I was a kid, I would have got punched. Like, there was no taking food off the table and running away with it. But, yeah. like, apparently that's a thing. The kids I have guess. shit to do. I, I guess. I would have got punched. You eat at the table or you don't eat at all. What's, what struck me as weird about that scene is that all the hamburgers were perfectly pre-made. Yeah. <laughs> with, like, with, like, toppings and everything. They all had, like, lettuce and, uh, and stuff on them already. Because wh- whenever we had hamburgers in my house, uh-huh. you'd have, like, the plate with the burgers on it. Uh-huh. They'd have a plate of, like, you know, lettuce and tomato and onion, uh-huh. and you would make your own burger. Well, Some of the burgers would have cheese. Like, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't say, I want a hamburger, and then you get a plate with a fully assembled hamburger on it. If I was at my bocce's house, she yeah. would make the burger, she would make the burger, and then you would put stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. So it would be on the roll. Uh-huh. Um, that's what okay. my mom would do, too. In fact, she would ask you, what do you want on it? And then she would make the burger, and then if you wanted extra condiments or whatever, then you yeah. would put that on. Yeah. Because it was just, it was, it was always just a few people. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Because whenever we had burgers, it was always, like, cookout. Oh. Like, oh, we never had burgers, like, oh, made well. on, like, on the stove. Oh, yeah, cookout. Well, yeah, cookout is yeah. different. That's sparkly. But today, Alana and I make burgers on the stove all the time, and we still make our own because Ooh, yeah. we each know exactly what we want. Yeah. Well, that helps. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, so the kids come in, like, vultures yeah. and then leave. And um, so we, we fast forward one week later. And Ben surprises Leslie in Pawnee uh-huh. with a little reunion. Uh-huh. And what's great is that there is a banner. Yes, yes. That says, Welcome Back, Leslie. Yes. And it's got waffles, and it's from JJ's Diner. It's Her, like, Welcome Back party is sponsored by JJ's. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And if you notice, they had a little spread of food, and there was waffles. Waffles, yes. Uh-huh. I love waffles. Waffles are good. Waffles are good stuff. Have you ever seen the, the, uh, the picture? It's just, like, two pictures, like, sort of put together. One of them is, is Leslie in an episode of Parks and Rec when she's sick in the hospital and she's eating a waffle. And the other one is Eleven from Stranger Things when she's wearing a wig and she's eating an Eggo. No. It's glorious. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wait, have you seen Stranger Things yet? Have I seen Stranger Things? Let me punch you now, okay? okay. So you have? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, you haven't seen Jurassic Park, so what the hell do I know? What do I care, give a shit about dinosaurs for? Uh, anyway, so... Uh, if you notice, at yes. this reunion, okay, well, first, Anne and Chris Anne were there. Anne and Chris were there, yeah. Uh, did well, she just not want to be on the show anymore? Is that why she left the show? I think she, well, her career has been, she's been more of a writer and producer lately. Uh-huh. So I think she maybe wanted to focus on that. Um, she also got Angie, Tri- Angie Tribeca, which oh, maybe, yeah, right, right. Which, is a, which is a really solid show. It's really funny. Is that still up? Uh. I don't think it's been canceled, but I don't know uh, if they're, like, making another season or anything like I that. I don't know. You know, when you're on a show... Yeah. Like, that, like a show like that, I feel like you just make it work. I mean, look, you she's... Know? Look, oh, you, you're talking about Parks and Rec and Rashida Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Look, Rashida Jones, like... Okay, first of all, she's not hurting for money, you gotta that's, figure, because yeah, her dad's Quincy Jones. Right. Second of all, like, you know, hey, she's been on a network sitcom. That's great. Good job. Yeah. Um, but she also, like, she writes comic books. She's produced documentaries. So what she does a book that she write? Um, nothing, like, with a big name. It was oh. something she created herself. Well, I know that she was at Pixar mm-hmm. and left. Yeah. Because they were treating her yes. kind of like shit because yes. she's a woman. But she, she wrote on, she wrote on one of their movies, right? Yeah, and then she left. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because they were. Because of the whole John Lasseter Well, they were being specifically down. shitty to her. Right. So she and she didn't like it. So she was like, you know what? I'm just. Why would you be shitty to Rashida Jones? She's the best person in the world. Because when you have a toxic boys club like that, 
and nobody and you've never been held responsible for the things yeah, that you've totally done right. you just do that to everybody mm-hmm. and then that's shitty yeah i just say though pete i pete doctor is a pretty good guy yeah so i would admit hopefully they are changing it there yeah, but hopefully. like i mean I mean, it, it was good that they replaced Lassiter because, you know, as they say, the fish stinks from the head down. Yeah. But what do you do with all the rest of those old school guys that mm-hmm. still think that that's okay? Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't just fire them because then they can sue you. Yeah. So you really have to kind of like legally be really careful how you handle that. So, yeah. I don't know. I've noticed it's definitely been out of the news. So I'm wondering like how that's working but i, I mean know. their movies sort of have been on kind of a sine wave of of how good they are right like well, coco was really good i saw incredibles 2 uh, yeah i still haven't seen that um i heard it, it was okay it was it there were storylines that were great and storylines that you were just kind of like like this the whole storyline of the mom going back to work yeah and the dad taking over yeah. and like figuring everything out and, yeah. then, and then being competent at it as yeah, opposed yeah. to just being like a dumb dad. Oh, he was a dumb dad for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then he quickly kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, had to like figure out how to like fix things and yeah. stuff. And that was, that was fine. And then you had, you had like the kid, the older kids were sort of adjusting and that was interesting. But then when they threw in the whole villain sub, uh, sub like, which was supposed to be actually the, the major plot. Uh huh. It seemed like it was kind of rushed, and from yeah. what I understand, it sounds like it was rushed, and I don't know why they're in such a hurry to put those movies out, because it doesn't matter when they do it, everybody goes to them. Yeah. So, like, why are you pushing to push something out? Also, with The Incredibles, it was like, the whole thing with um, Brad Bird was like, he didn't want to push for a sequel just for a sequel's sake. Right. Because he wanted it to be, like, really excellent and really take his time with it. Yeah. And from what I heard about this movie, it's like, well... This is the sequel we would have gotten if we had made a sequel just for the sake of having a sequel. Like, right. it's not like this, like, what were we waiting for? Right. Like, but, it's it's not that it was bad right. by any stretch. But to keep doing, to keep doing the sequels, because they're making a Toy Story 4, which I didn't see Toy Story 3, but didn't they all go into an oven at the end? No, like, they, they live. No, oh, all right, yeah. well, whatever. Like, I just don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just, it's just really, it's really milking it. Yeah. And, like, I... I I'm okay with Toy Story because I like all those characters so much. Yeah. But. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. back to back to the point. So we're we're at this reunion, and I uh, I love how uh, April is obviously pregnant again, yeah. and Andy just doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Donna says you're gonna have another one, and she points. Yeah. And then and and then she goes shh. Yeah. And then Andy points, and he goes, "What? What's like the." sleeping i don't like totally right over his head he also calls uh chris chip yeah he says hey it's chip traeger and he's like andy it's chris you know that he's like oh and he just sort of like sidles out right and then uh and uh kid and uh leslie's kid are like falling in love oh yeah yeah, yeah. and they're trying Uh to be cool about it but obviously can't be yeah yeah and april still hates ann (laughs) <laughs> did, you, did, you, did, you, did you just give Chris a hall pass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I laughed pretty hard at that one. That was a good one. Um, and then they Ben and Leslie talk about, like, they have to make a decision about running. Mm-hmm. So they decide to flip a coin, and when they come out, yeah, Ben's like, Leslie's running for governor, because you know that she wants it more. Yeah. 
and he 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 really is like good support. Yeah. And then you fast forward, and this is the most telling fast forward through the whole thing where she's giving Leslie is giving a speech yeah. to a graduation address, yeah. speech, uh-huh. and apparently the University of Indiana has relocated to Pawnee. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> they're Pawnee campus. Yeah. Um, and they say she's had two terms as governor, and mm. now she has new uh, a new unknown challenge. Yeah. And That's that a... must be where she decided to run for president. For president. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they renamed the library after her, and yeah. she's just like, oh, the library. Library. <laughs> <laughs> like, did she want the whole school of public yeah. policy? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so then the swing set is fixed. And the guy's like, thanks, and he leaves, and Leslie says, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and you know, I worked for Parks and Rec in Philly. Yeah. And yeah, that is about right. Yeah. Because people will bitch and moan and complain about things that they want, and then uh-huh. when you do it, yeah. they're just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they nailed that. Her response to that was, like, perfect. Yeah. And then they just, they, that's it. They take a picture. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then they run the bloopers over yeah. the, over the credits. And I have to say that if you, people at home who are listening, if you're still there, uh, rerun the credits a bunch of times. There's some really funny oh, yeah. bloopers. Yeah, because they're just small squares. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. there's some uh-huh. really funny stuff happening in there. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was really funny. Over a great song. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Uh, um, End of the Line by Traveling Wilburys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a great song. And I was sort of surprised. And uh, and the whole, when they're taking the picture, when Ben says, are you ready? And she says, yeah. Like, that's, you get a little, you get a little teary yeah, at definitely. the end there, you know? And uh, th- did Harris Whittles die before the end of the show or after the show? He died while the show was, yeah, I believe. Because they had him as a co-producer. Well, that might have been. So maybe it was after it was finished. Yeah. I just remember um, when he died, uh-huh. uh, we had a bunch of... We had... So I I talked to him a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah, because when I worked at the Writers Guild Library, we didn't have... So when I worked at the Writers Guild Library, when I first started working there, uh-huh. I was I was kind of the only one who watched current movies and TV. Uh-huh. Everybody else was more into the classic stuff, you uh-huh. know, which is uh-huh. great, but like... When people came to the library, they wanted current stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would always try to be kind of proactive about that. And when Parks and Rec was getting really good, I I don't know why it was him that I got in touch with, but I did get in touch with him. And I said, like, hey, can you send me some of your scripts? And he sent me three. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, and then a few years later, he died. And then his mom got in touch with me um, because she wanted... Uh, she didn't have any of his stuff. I'm not sure what their relationship was, frankly. Uh, they he was close with his parents, kind from what I understand, but they lived like many states away. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, you know, he was here. He just and had his there. own life. Yeah. yeah. But I basically gave her copies of the scripts that he gave me. Oh, that was nice. Which technically I'm not supposed to do, but I feel like, well, come on, it's his mom. She's, he's he's dead. It's his mom. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, like he he overdosed, right? Yeah, he did, he had, yeah. So. Uh-huh. It was an accidental overdose, I believe. It wasn't. Uh, I think. Yeah. No. Like I he didn't. Deli- right. He didn't yeah. deliberately commit suicide. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a great. It's still out there. Um, Aziz Ansari wrote a great, yeah, 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 great, yeah. great, great, um, like uh, sort of uh, eulogy to him. Yeah. That. Uh, you he know, sounded I'm, like an interesting dude. He said, "Yeah, yeah," and he died really young, and he was funny. He was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the uh, animal. Animal control, control guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. And he was going to do 
I think he was going to do Master of None with yeah. Aziz. Was, yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me. And uh, I think I think that was what... They were going to do something together. Like, they were writing together and stuff, and then yeah. they were going to do something together. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but, yeah. like, I thought I remembered reading that. And uh, it was either that or something else they were going to do together. Yeah. So... So it's a shame. But anyway, so that that was Parks and Rec. And, like, everybody from that show has done really well. I mean, except for Gary. Well, Gary does stuff. Yeah. Well, Amy Poehler, she's mostly producing now, right? Like, yeah. she's still acting, but she's mostly... Well, like, I mean, between... I mean, Broad City between and, Between like, right now and, and the end of Parks and Rec, she hosted yeah. the Emmys. And she now has that show with Nick Offerman. That, oh, yeah, like, making crafting it. show, yeah, which seems show. really sweet. It I haven't cute. seen it, yeah. It was a really cute show. Yeah. yeah they, it was only like five or six episodes, mm. but it was cute. It was like a summer replacement show. Yeah. Um, and she does a lot of producing, and uh, I think she made a movie, too, between, I think, because I think uh, the Sisters one came out after Parks and Rec was over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty good movie. Is it? Yeah, with Tina Fey. I've never seen... Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It is. I've never seen the whole thing, but I've seen, like... Yeah, it's funny. Some it, of it on cable. I, I watched it on HBO, and I was, like, surprised, like, th that it was a lot funnier than, like, I had thought it was going to be due to the way they cut the trailer. Yeah. Tina Fey is also kind of hit or miss with movies. Yeah. Like, Mean Girls is amazing. You know, I've never seen that. Oh, Mean Girls is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, that's It's here. so good. Um, But, like, Baby Mama is... Yeah. It's okay, uh, you know? I mean, it's... I mean, it's better than anything I could write, but it's not... Yeah. It's no 30 Rock and it's no Mean Girls. Right, right. Hmm. So, yeah, and, you know, Aziz, you know, besides staying out of the news, yeah. um, he does fine. Even Reddit was on, is on a show on NBC about the... Uh, oh, yeah, she's uh, that show with uh, Christina Hendricks and Mae mm -hmm. Whitman. Yeah. Yep, yep. Have you seen that? Is it good? No, I heard it was good, though. Yeah, I want to watch it. I mean, I like all three of them. Yeah. Um, so she's great. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Pratt, obviously, is Chris yeah. Pratt. Chris Pratt oh. has, I think, three or four separate, three separate Lego MIDI figures made. Wow. After his characters. Which That's is, awesome. Yeah. And then Aubrey Plaza is amazing in Legion, which you still haven't oh, yeah. watched. Yeah. The first season of Legion is awesome. Uh-huh. The so second season, still good. Yeah. A little out there. Yeah. Which is saying a lot because the first, the first season is really out there. Yeah. But she's played so far out of type. Yeah. That type is like a dot yeah <laughs> like, that's great yeah i was really surprised because when i heard that she was on the show i was like great another mopey yeah, April, yeah. you know mm -hmm. thing that's all she can do whatever and apparently not yeah and you know she's from delaware she's from delaware yeah she and, and she's she's really cool so um the last time i saw her on a talk show it was it was not super recently but i think mm -hmm. it was like in the past year mm -hmm. um she was actually the next day after doing the talk show, she was flying back to Delaware uh -huh. because she was in 4-H when she was in high school uh -huh. and 4-H was giving her some kind of award, 4-H in Delaware. And oh, I, you have to nice. imagine that like, you know, I can imagine that there's a lot of people who would not fly home. A lot of people as famous as her who would not fly home for a 4-H award. And I thought it was classy that she was doing that. Well, she did it in high school. That's yeah. like, that's no joke. Yeah. Like in high school. Plus high school is like 10 years ago for her too, so... That's true. Less than that. But, like, the stuff that you do, I think, in 4-H in, in high, at the high school level yeah. is, like, you know, animal husbandry. Yeah. Like, really, you know. Do you think 4-H and the future farmers of America have, like, uh, like sharks and jets type rumbles? One could only hope. Yeah. I mean, that would be 
pretty fantastic. Yeah. There's got to be a couple out there who, like, one of them was in 4-H and the other one was in the FFA. Yeah. And they, like, they had a rocky romance getting together because... Well, here is a question for you. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, and then we're going to have to wrap this up. If there was what song? No, if there in was, what song was the FFA mentioned no, no. by the Dixie Chicks? No, and it's Earl. I'm right. I'm right forever. Both active in the FFA. Sorry, right. I'm interrupting you. Go all on. of that that you know. All of that is sad. Yeah. Um, if there was anything that you did in like grade school or high school that they could, that you were involved in that you could get an award for now, uh huh, like that. Yeah. What would it be? Oh, newspaper. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, that's kind of pretty much all I did in high school. Oh yeah, I didn't was do a newspaper. I didn't do a whole ton of shit. Smoke a lot of pot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but newspaper. We, but it, in de- my de- in defense of me, yeah, uh, we didn't have really extracurricular activities at my high school. Yeah, the newspaper was run by our crazy journalism teacher, who you know when you get when you run a paper and you get the the sheets, yeah, and you cut them. Mm-hmm. She would not let us cut them. We had to bend them. Okay. Yeah. And the newspaper only came out four times a year. Yeah. Because she was crazy. And she counted it as a class. And I didn't know that. Okay. So I just sort of stopped going. Oh. And then a friend of mine overheard her telling somebody I was going to fail. Oh. And she was like, did you know it's a class? And I was like, no. She's like, well, neither did I. And they're going to fail you. And they were counting that as a major class in my high school. For me, that would have meant I would have got kicked out of school. Seems like they should tell you that. You would think so. You would yeah. think so. I had to get my mom to come to school. It was a huge mess. Oh, wow. Seth Green's dad stepped in. Thanks, Seth, Seth Green's dad. Seth Green's dad was the head of the math department yeah. at an arts high school. Okay. Uh, he, he really, God bless him. He yeah. really tried, but nobody gave a shit about math. Um, but at a certain point, he was acting vice principal. So my mom had to go and see him and beg him to help me to not get kicked out of school and he did and i owe him one for that seth green's dad seth green's herbert geshell green i owe him one does he look like dr evil uh no but he has they both have the red hair he is he has a darker darker orangey hair very curly um but god bless him he really did try with the math he really he was very very enthusiastic teacher yeah i don't know he's got to be retired by now but like very enthusiastic about the math and like wanting to like teach but like arts kids are just not into yeah. it there were some kids that like were good at it but like yeah you know anyway uh for me it would probably be uh girl scouts i guess okay. i did girl scouts in grade school for like three or four years i did cub scouts yeah yeah and uh you know, I went to camp and like nice. I was a I was a junior and then I did a year, I did like a year or two at cadets and then uh, we moved mm-hmm. and I it was too much of a hassle to like yeah. keep driving back to Frankfurt, so I just stopped. But I always liked it. Seth Green was on Buffy. I know. So we've come full circle. We have come full circle. All right, Kev. So what would you give this? Uh, episode a rating. What would you give it? Oh, I would give it uh, four waffles. I would also give it a four out of four. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would definitely give it four out of four. Uh, I don't have any complaints about this episode. No. no. I thought it was very well done. Yes. Not too sappy. Right. Not too stupid. Yes. Uh, everybody was still in character. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well written. 
It is a little long, I noticed. It's 43 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm fine with. I just yeah. thought that was interesting that like because NBC basically treated that show like a redheaded stepchild through the whole yeah. the whole time the it's show crazy, was it's on. one of the best shows ever. But unfortunately, the numbers were never there. You know, because that's yeah, because you know, because it's a smart show, and then you know what yeah, happens yeah. with that. But um, Thirty Rock was the same way. Yeah, yeah, Thirty Rock was was the same way. So yeah, I definitely give it four out of four. Um, it's a good show. Yeah, it was. I remember. Here's what I always say about Parks and Rec. I always I remember Parks and Rec. And community were one right on right after the other. Yeah. One right after the other. Love community. And I love community too. But the thing that what made me realize that while community is a, is a good show, I think Parks and Rec is really something special that's going to sort of last forever, mm-hmm. was when if community had an episode that was not very funny, mm-hmm. where, the, where a lot of the jokes didn't land, mm-hmm. I would not like that episode. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Parks and Rec had an episode that wasn't very funny, where a lot of the jokes didn't land, I would still really like that episode because... There was such an emotional core to that show. Also, too, the world building. Mm-hmm. I love I love a good world building. And Mike Schur is really good with that. Because he yeah. did do it with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, definitely with Parks and Rec. Yeah. And um, now on The Good Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally yeah. world building in The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, Chip Traeger. Right? Um, so, yeah. So, I, 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 love, I love a good world. Yeah. And... Even with the stuff I write, like I, I, I like that. I feel like it, you know, you can write a good character, but like if you can like create a world, yeah, within there, and then all of your crazy characters then will, they they have a place to kind of, they, I think they breathe better. Yeah, I'm gonna. You've inspired me to throw out a theory. Yeah, you're right. This show has a like like Pawnee is a real place that has like all these individual people in it yeah. that keep coming back. Right. Um. When Parks and Rec started mm-hmm. was around the time when we were all facing the harsh, horrible reality that The Simpsons was still on, but not good anymore. You know? It hadn't been good for years at that point, but we were still trying to convince ourselves that maybe it would come back uh-huh. and be good again. And the best thing about about The Simpsons, really, is Springfield and yeah, all sure. the characters in yeah, Springfield. the world. Yeah. So it was like we got Springfield back. Okay, I could see that. I I feel like that since then the Simpsons have kind of taken a turn. Uh, for the it's gotten better. Oh, has it? Yeah. Okay. Since, since that time, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I I agree with that, and I think any show that that is loved like that, like King of the Hill, was like that. Mm-hmm. King of the Hill. I mean, not on the level of the Simpsons, but they built a whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was Mike sure on King of the Hill? You know, I think he might have been. He was on The Office. I think he. I think he was. I think he was on King of the Hill. Keep talking, and I will look it up real quick. King of the Hill is now on Hulu. Yeah, I know. Which is... Which I don't have. I used to hate Hulu, and I still kind of do, but unfortunately it's the only way I can watch certain shows. What show? Uh, we've been binging American Dad, and after that, I think... What's The Americans on? i got to watch The Americans. Uh, is that on Netflix? The Americans is on Amazon. Amazon, right. Okay. Um, I started watching uh, Riverdale. Oh, Sabrina yeah. inspired me to start watching Riverdale. And? Finally. Uh, it's super soapy and... Uh, like it gets better as it goes on. 5% too campy for me, but I still really like it. <laughs> 5% too campy? I mean, you know I don't like camp. Uh, he he was not on... He wasn't? Uh, ...what we were just talking about. Okay. No, I think that was Greg Danos. Yeah, definitely Greg Danos. Um, it is, it is kind of soapy, but like... Again, that's another world that's like 
interesting and different. I like the way it's shot. The kid mm-hmm. that plays uh, KJ Appa that plays Archie is a terrible actor, but he gets a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty bad. I like the kid that plays Jughead. Yeah, I like the girl that plays Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, I in two episodes I've completely turned around on Veronica. Mm-hmm. I'm only two episodes in. But oh. I didn't like Veronica right oh. away. And by the end oh. of the second episode, I, was, I really liked You're her. You're only a lot. two episodes in? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You haven't met Cheryl yet. Yeah, she's in the first episode. Is she in the first episode? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah but you haven't met Cheryl yet. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, uh, I like. Um, uh, who else do I like on that show? Um, I like Jughead's dad. Not Jughead's dad, uh, Archie's dad. I like oh. that he's played by Luke Perry. Mm hmm. Jughead's dad is played by Skeet Ulrich, but he doesn't come in until later. I haven't seen him yet. He's great, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty good. I've always, uh, you know, I, I like, what I like about Archie is that it's very malleable. Uh-huh. For people who read the Archie comics, mm-hmm. they're obviously like the old Double Digests, which are just jokes, and they're great, and they're I, what I grew up with. I, I love Archie comics, yeah. and when I heard that they were making the show, I was really kind of, well, first of all, I was bummed that they changed the comics. Yeah. Although, although they still do the old style comics, uh-huh. they're, you know, it's not like the happy go lucky Archie comics of the past, which uh-huh. I love. I yeah. love the stupid jokes. You know, I love the art. Uh-huh. I love everything about them because it's just kind of like it's like fun. It's just fun, something fun to read. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So when I heard that they were making a show based off the new comics, I was just like. You're ruining everything I love. And I think we even talked about it at one point. I was so irritated. But then I started watching the show and like, I mean, they are in a way kind of faithful to the comics. Like Archie is still a good guy and Mm -hmm. Jughead, Jughead doesn't eat enough for my, uh, for my taste. Yeah. Um, but they do, they do throw bones to like the, to the comics readers, you know, he's got a sister named Jellybean and he has a dog named Hot Dog and like, yeah. Is Vegas in it? Does Archie have a dog? Archie has a dog named Vegas in the comics. No. Um, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like the comic, I don't like, remember Archie having a dog. There, I think that might be a relatively new thing. I'm um, not sure. Uh, there is a Smithers for a short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, He's in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, and uh, there's the uh, Archie's sloppy jalopy shows up oh cool 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 but um but yeah so the the new archie comics that mark wade writes and um i think chip zadarsky and uh the woman who did the art for that space comic uh fiona staples fiona staples is the artist uh Uh, they're great i like them a lot they're really good and then there's afterlife with archie yeah yeah which is really fucking good. Yeah, that's what I heard. I that's have, what it was like. I was like, "Whoa, weird!" I, They're doing this. I have a trade paperback of yeah. some of the of the first bunch of Jughead books. Yeah. Uh, I never got. I, I read a little bit of it, but I, I I put it down and kept forgetting to pick it up. So I was not crazy about the Jughead books, but not because they weren't. But Jughead's my favorite, and yeah, like, you know, I love Jughead. Yeah, I like Jughead too. Um, yeah. But my cousin called me up, and she was like. Um, I think her kid wanted some kind of Riverdale thing. She's like, "What? What's River? Like, what is it?" And I was, oh. and that's why I was telling her. And she was like, "Really?" And yeah, so it was funny. But we should really wrap this up. We should. We should say goodbye, Earl. Yes. And uh, so, if you guys have anything to say, you want to argue with some of our stances on things, or you have a suggestion as a show you want to see, you can always hit us up on Facebook. 
which is just finale watching. You can hit us up on Instagram at finale watching. You can hit. I think we are on Twitter. Finale. Well, we don't really. Honestly, we don't really check that too much. Yeah. So I don't check us, my own Twitter that often. Yeah. Right. So uh, so hit us up. Hit yeah. us up on the Facebook. Fiona or, Staples, if you're listening, I'm sorry I forgot your name. That's right. That's right. Uh, and. Um, you know, let us hear. I don't know what we're going to do next yet. So if you have a suggestion, please slide it in because it helps us not fight to the death over what we're going to do next. So We don't really fight over it. We just have trouble. Because, like, we want to do The Sopranos, but I've been, like, I want to watch, like, I want to watch The Sopranos over again, but that's oh, a big project. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we I were going to do How I Met Your Mother, but, but like, you couldn't watch it. Yeah, I don't know if we were. So. With the, um, with the... So with the Sopranos, I watched the last run. I watched the, the run of the Sopranos yeah. when I was cleaning my out my mom's house. It was just running in the background, yeah. and I was just. And then when it was done, and I was just waiting for people to come and look at the house, I would just watch it. Yeah. So I watched all of it. It's all good up until that last season. They're kind. You can they're kind of running on fumes a little bit. I should just watch the last season. I should just do that. Mm, I would watch. I would probably. You know what I? So you could start from the beginning, like. You can start from the beginning. You could kind of cherry pick through the episodes. Yeah. Or you could just watch them. They're all on HBO Go if you have that. Yeah. And um, it's worth watching. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, a great show. Gandolfini's was, great. Yeah. You know, Edie it, Falco's great. Uh, Meadow Soprano should be taken out and shot. Oh, my God. And, I hate uh, so much. I hate yeah, those so two much. kids needed to go. But you could tell yeah, that he they, was an idiot you too. could tell that they didn't know what to do with AJ. Yeah. And um and the same thing too with Meadow. Yeah. Like they I mean I I eh, let's not talk about that yeah, now. No, anyway, no. so you can hit us up and yeah. um thanks for listening. Cecilia and Patrick, thanks for yeah. listening. And Fiona uh, Staples, thank you for listening. That's right. And uh we'll catch you next time. All right. So I'm Nicole Yates. Goodbye, Earl. I'm Kevin Ott. Later.